Welcome back to another episode of the Teen Christian Podcast. I just want to go ahead and open up with saying I'm thankful for each and every person who listens to this podcast and who supports me in this journey to spreading the gospel and putting out the good news to the world through this podcast. But for today's episode, we're going to be talking about community. So when we're talking about community, it is something that is essential and necessary for every believer within the body. If you believe that you can do this spiritual journey on your own, right, and you you can just do everything on your own with no help, you're going to hurt yourself. And you're going to find yourself in a place where you don't know what to do, discouraged, unmotivated, and lost in every way. But that's why God gives us community and gives us fellowship with other believers to serve that purpose and helping us, supporting us, encouraging us, and giving us motivation, even when it feels lost. But I feel like there's a misconception with community that it has to be a thousand people, 10,000 people, 100,000 people. People will say, oh, I can't get involved in community because I'm not social. That's too many people for me, which I I can agree. You know, I don't don't believe you have to be with 10,000 people. You have to be with 100,000 people for it to be considered community. But that's why I'm going to pull out this verse here. And it talks about how there can be two or three. And that's considered community. So if we look at Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 through 20, it says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Let me read it one more time. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So it's clear that God and his presence is within the congregation of two or three believers, just two or three, is enough for him to be there and be considered community and be considered fellowship. Um, but don't let the numbers and the amount of people be the reason that you distance yourself from communities. That, that's something that's essential, something that's needed. So don't let numbers get in between something that you need that's essential to your walk. Um, but Community is needed a thousand percent, and I believe that we live in a culture where it's it's antisocial and it's oh, it's all about me and how I can distance myself from people and cutting people off and you know it's just about me 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 and me being alone. I'm a, I'm a lone wolf in this life. You know I feel like that's that's the culture and that's what the culture is telling us to be like, but that's not what God calls us to be like. God calls us to be in fellowship. God calls us to relate and to communicate and to connect with other believers. And that's that's just for our benefit and their benefit is to edify our relationship with Christ and others relationships with Christ. But it's extremely popular just to scroll on social media or on TikTok or whatever it may be and just spend hours there scrolling, scrolling instead of going to go talk to a neighbor in real life and and physical being and just in person, like just physically being there. And it's just a, it's a sad thing to see that. Because we're letting something that's man-made, we're letting, we're letting something that's just technology be the reason that we don't go talk to somebody in person. And it's just making us more and more of an antisocial culture. Now, I'm not saying all technology is bad, and I'm not saying that if you use TikTok, then you're just never going to have community. But I'm saying it's, it's dangerous if you let that become an idol in your life, and it's dangerous if you just let it take all of your time that you could be spending with believers in fellowship and within community. 
But when we're in close relationship with other believers, it edifies our personal relationship with Christ, right? And it edifies theirs. You know, we're helping each other. We're, we're uh, sharpening iron. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, right? So we're helping each other. We're assisting each other. We're sharpening one another. We're making sure that we are holding each other accountable. And that's what we need. And that's what we, um, quite honestly, should desire as believers. But if we want to be within a church setting, a group setting, a Bible study setting, it doesn't matter. But just be somewhere where you can talk to some people about the issues that you're facing, about what you need to be held accountable with, about your struggles, and about how you're growing, and, and letting them know, like, hey, you know, like, I'm, I've seen some, some lack in these areas, but I'm growing in them. And this week, these are the steps that I've taken to grow in them. I feel like that goes a long way. Uh, for me personally, you know, just finding the right friend group and finding the right people, it's helped me so much into seeing how God uses other people to help me and to edify my relationship, my relationship with him. And the same can be said for anyone else. There are plenty of people who who have gotten revelations or who have seen things because of what other people have told them. They, they didn't see it at first, but someone else had revealed something to them that they didn't see because they were too caught up in whatever it may be or too distracted in life whatever it may be, someone else can give you something that you're missing. That's what I'm trying to get at. But if we're looking at what scripture is, is setting for the example of community, it, it's, it's just the body coming together on the same mission, right? And forgiving one another, showing mercy to one another, just being that example, being that light for one another. 1 John 1.7 says this, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, if we can be the Christ-like examples that we are called to be, we can make an impact within our community. And those who are new, those who are unbelievers, who come into your church or Bible study, your friend group, they're going to look at an example that you're setting and what your group is setting. And they'll have a better idea of what your group, your church, your Bible study group is really about. And we want to make sure that it's a Christ-like example because that's, that's what we want them to be. If, if we want to make disciples and build the kingdom and bring glory to God, which is the ultimate goal here on earth, then we have to make sure that our community is being Christ-like and that we're doing our part and, and our role in our community and being Christ-like, serving, loving other people, showing compassion, showing sympathy and mercy, forgiveness, you know, just like the fruits of the Spirit, really, just displaying good fruit for those who come into your community. But if you're not plugged into any type of community, I highly encourage you to do so, whether it's a local church, a Bible study group, a friend group of godly people or believers, get linked, get plugged in, get connected, and see how God uses other people to help you and help you get guidance and direction in this life. A lot of people would make the claim that you don't need community in church because you don't need it for salvation. Although you don't need it for salvation, it's still a necessity in you getting navigation in life and getting navigation in your walk with God. And a, a simpler image I could paint here for this is in the context of marriage, right? If you marry somebody, technically you don't have to live with them. Technically speaking, it's not needed. You don't really need to live with them for y'all to still be married. Now, 
is that going to cause complication? Yes. Is that going to cause conflict? Yes. And it's going to cause you to get a distorted view of what a, a real relationship, a true relationship really looks like because you are in a whole nother house than them, right? The same thing can be applied to your relationship with God and not being in church. If you're not in church and you're not with community, you're missing out on what God has to offer in the context of relationship with him. You're missing out on a lot. So I just give you this encouragement to go get plugged in, to talk to other believers, be in fellowship with other believers, and get linked. I know I've been cutting down these episodes short, y'all, and I just want to apologize. I have my own personal things going on in life, and I tend to get busy. But I'm going to continue to put out content episodes for y'all, and I just thank each and every person who's been supporting, whether that be a donation or encouragement or reaching out to me on social media. I thank each and every person sincerely. And I believe that we're building the kingdom through this podcast and y'all are assisting me into building the kingdom through this podcast. So I really do truly thank every person for any action that you do on this podcast, whether it be listening to an episode all the way to donating money to it. Um, I believe that with this small form of community that is this podcast, you know, we can change the game. We could change lives and change people's perspective on the Christian community. But I thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. And if you like what you heard today, share with the neighbor, share with the friend, share with someone in need or who you believe could benefit from this episode. But I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.